the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. Oh, yes, it is. And today I have Stephanie Roussel with us. She's from France. When I was in high school, that's the one language that I did take was French. And I absolutely would absolutely love to go visit France at some time. So welcome, Stephanie, again today. Thank you. So good to be with you again. It is a pleasure. And as a former devout atheist, but now you have really experienced so much of God's love that you're sharing it with others. So help us to understand today, maybe give a quick recap for those that didn't hear the previous show about how you came to know the Lord. But then we want to we want to hear how you experience God today and how you serve him and love him uh, on so many levels. Mm, thank you. Yes, so I was a very devout atheist, and I came to the U.S. as a foreign exchange student, uh, ended up spending the year in an American family who led me to understand the claims of Christ, and God challenged this very young, stubborn, arrogant French girl mm. to taste and see that he is good. And as a result of that, I tasted and I saw and I surrendered my life to him. This was almost 30 years ago. Since then, my family and I, with my husband and kids, we have lived the past two or so decades on three continents and four countries and five cities. So we have lived very internationally. We're now stateside, which is still a very international cross-cultural experience for us French people. Mm. And I have the incredible, unspeakable privilege of having a little show, a little bit like yours on a smaller scale. It's called the Gospel Spice Mm. Podcast, and we reach... um, many, many, many thousands in 125 countries, and we are about tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, because that is my story. Mm. How do you keep your relationship with God fresh? I love that name, Gospel Spice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a podcast that spices up your time with God, and it's for anyone who has ever experienced a season of staleness in their relationship with God. And I think as believers, we've all been through that. And so we bring fresh spices straight from Scripture in order to spice things up. And we do this oftentimes by bringing cultural insights. I'm French, so I love to bring in some French elements to your study of Scripture. What if you spoke French? How would you understand this word or that word? Or what if you were a first-century Jew reading the letters that Paul writes to your church in real time. How would you interpret things maybe slightly differently than a 21st century American or Western Christian audience would today? What are the cultural filters that we unknowingly use in our approach to Scripture? When my husband and I used to live in Africa, we Mm. would joke that when we would get on a plane to visit America, to go to my American mom and dad's house, because we stayed in touch all these years, it was like crossing the wardrobe in Narnia. And the (laughs) plane was the wardrobe, and we entered a completely different world, culturally, language-wise, 
But we forget whenever we open our Bibles for a quiet time that it's like entering a different culture through the wardrobe. We think that the Bible addresses our culture directly, and it does in many ways, but there, is so ma- there are so many layers of hidden spice if you are able to taste the flavors as the original audience would have mm-hmm. or as other cultures would. How would a French approach this or that word again? And so that's what we do on the Gospel Site Podcast and the ministries. We also teach Bible studies around the world, and uh, we just have the privilege of coming alongside our generation to inspire us towards more delight in God. So My you mentioned... Motto, oh, go ahead. Your motto. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. Uh, my personal motto is God's glory, our delight, mm. because I believe that the human heart is intrinsically wired by our creator to delight in him. Mm. And so when we do that, that to me has become my ultimate definition of success for my quiet time, for my day, for my entire life, for my relationships is do I delight in God and do I inspire others to delight in God through this moment? I love that word delight because we've been talking about joy all week and joy and delight are are really twins, aren't they? I I was thinking I kept hearing another word that you said. You said when our we experience a level of staleness. Explain that. What do you mean about how would someone know if their relationship with God is stale? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is such a good question. I would say um, if you are opening your Bible because you know you have to do it, it's the right Christian thing to do, but it feels dry. It's like eating a stale cracker. It's supposed to nourish you, but there's no pleasure in it. There's no delight. Mm. There's no joy. If you are talking about God to someone else and you see in them a fire, a passion, a sparkle that you cannot relate to, and you know there should be more to your relationship with God than there is, you are feeding on leftovers. And they might nourish you, but they're going to feel, they're going to taste stale. They are going to sustain your spirit, but not in the same way that a fresh explosion of spice will do. When we open our moments with God every day, that should be the highlight of our day. And not in a legalistic way, yes. but in a joyful way. It would be like saying that hugging your children is a duty. It is not. It should be, as mothers, it should be our greatest joy. Oh, yes. You know, hugging someone we haven't seen in a long time. It's the same way with God. If you do not take the same delight in your time with God as you do in hugging your beloved children, then your relationship with Him is stale. So walk us through that. Walk us through that. How do I, so, so someone that's listening right now and they're like, that's me. I'm not as excited as I used to be. And I'm, I'm not as, uh, I'm not enjoying my time uh, in his word as I used to. What could they do? How do they spice Mm. it up? Mm. Oh, I would say I'm really excited for you, for starters, because you just recognize the root of a problem. And so identifying the problem is, is already solving half the problem, right? So that's, you're on your way if you can acknowledge that there is a problem. And if you have the hunger to change it, we may not know exactly how to change it initially, but just the fact that you desire intimacy with God, that you desire to delight in Him, that is going to be a prayer He always honors. So I would say, go to him and say, you know what, God, I want to delight in you. I don't know how, 
I have no idea how to start, but you know, God, because you made me, you know exactly how my heart functions. Please allow me to delight in you again. So start by praying this prayer. Pray it as many times as you need to with your heart. And then turn to the Bible. Keep reading your Bible, even if it doesn't do anything for you right now. Don't go to some obscure portion in, I don't know, Numbers or Chronicles. Go to the Gospel. Go to Jesus. Can you? Can we prayer. pause for just a second? And would you be willing to pray that prayer with us? We, we, I think we all went in on that. Why don't we stop and just say a quick prayer like that? We'll join you. Mm. Lord God, Lord God, you know my heart. You know that I want more of you. Lord, you promise that you are a limitless supply of delight and joy and water for the weary heart. And Lord, I know this in my head, but my heart has forgotten. I remember what it is like to delight in you, but I haven't tasted delight in you in a long time. Would you please give me delight in you again? Would you allow me to thirst for you more than anything else, to get to a place where Spending time with you is even more precious to me than hugging my children, which is my greatest delight. Lord, would mm. you allow me to love you with all of my heart and my soul and my strength? Because you are the giver of all good gifts. Mm-hmm. Lord, you've invited me to taste and see that you are good. Make it real in my life. I come before you not on my own worth, because, but because of the worth of your son in whom I am dressed in righteousness. Amen. Oh, amen. Amen. Oh, thank you so much. Tell You know, I think about France. Have you ever, we have about two minutes left, but have you ever seen the south of France, the lavender fields? I would oh, love to go there. Tell us about that. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely beautiful. I have the privilege of still having my entire family, except my husband and kids back home. So we go to France every two years and we were in lavender fields just this summer. Uh, actually, because my mom lives near that area. And uh, I know I'm not allowed to be jealous, but I am. (laughs) Oh, it's not, it's, it's a good kind of jealousy, you know, and I, one of my dreams one day is to maybe lead Christian tours to France and to mix, uh, to mix Bible teaching with prayer walking and also discovery of various parts of France that are very precious to me. And so that's one of my dreams. Maybe Mm. we can uh, uh, pray with me that the Lord (laughs) would allow that to come forth. Oh, let me know if it happens. That would be so wonderful. (laughs) Yes. So France is is a beautiful place, and it's a place of delight, but it's a place that is not very attracted to the Lord. And so you can be praying for my French countrymen. I know many Frenchmen who have come to faith with similar mm. stories to mine of God taking them out of France in yes. order to show himself to them. And oh, so God is faithful absolutely. to his people, Jennifer. He is so faithful, and he loves the French people, and, and he loves you, Stephanie Roussel. It's been a joy and a delight to have you on the show today and to hear your story. Well, Everyone, you have been listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and I'm so glad you joined us today. But I want you to get a copy of my new book. It's called Simply Joy, Rain or Shine, Learning to Live with Joy During the Sunshine and the Storms. So if you'll go to jennifer-jackson.org, that's right, jennifer-jackson.org, and get your copy today of Simply Joy, You have been listening to Simply for Women.
hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.